welcome to Three Blondes One Battle. How are you, ladies, this morning? Actually, it's going pretty good. My kids are still asleep, so it's been a nice morning. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, mine's yeah. still sleeping too. <laughs> <laughs> the joys of having teenagers, and Bobby, you're on the Central Time Zone, so you're not like it's it's eleven where we're at, but you're a little bit behind us, so that's reasonable yeah. for your kids. Two hours. Yeah. yeah, you're at nine. So that makes the <laughs> kids still sleeping. It's obvious that we have teenagers at 11. <laughs> I woke mine up at 1.30 yesterday. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> but whatever. I mean, it's summer, right? So yep. I thought we would start out just kind of catching people up. Um, but I want, I want to start actually with Tara because just catching up on like kind of what's going on in life. Because Tara, we haven't heard from her in like four weeks. And so I'm just kind of curious what's going on in your world there in uh, Indiana. <laughs> oh yes in india so yeah i uh still in indiana but that hasn't changed but no um well uh, my kids are all home for the summer my mom was here for about four weeks a month living like came to help me out and visit so one it was wonderful having her she was like it's the most amazing thing having your mom she really took over my role as stay-at-home mom she was cooking oh. cleaning and taking care of the kids why i started my job <laughs> That's amazing. It is amazing. She's amazing. I couldn't have done without her. Like, because Mike was still working. Now he's home in July. So he's, but, you know, all my kids are home. So they're not school. So we're kind of navigating new terrain here. And uh, there's some challenges. There's some good. But um, yeah, I mean, it's so interesting having this topic today because, uh, yeah, there's so many new things going on. I mean, I have a lot of different. Um, feelings. And I don't know if they were fears per se, but just walking through, like after working, you know, starting to work after not working for 15 years. Uh, so that is a lot. And, um, just, uh, trying something new is, is can, you know, I, I feel like I've had different things that I've had to walk through with fear. Um, but yeah, I, I am currently working a full-time job and, um, my mom was here and that was amazing. Uh, Mike's home on vacation in July, his time off. So he's home now. We just got back from vacation. We went to ear, well, vacation. Do you guys feel like it's vacation when you visit family? It's not really vacation for me. It was like, Albuquerque. So like out of your norm. Yeah. Yeah. So we were, we went back to Erie and uh, I got to see though, my little new nephew, my brother just had a baby and he's so cute. And um, I got to meet his, um, stepdaughter to Paige and she's seven and his new little baby's five months and he's adorable. He's got the chubby slow cheeks. So that was the biggest highlight for me. So that was amazing and fun. And now I'm back and I, I actually go to Florida next week for um, training with my job. So that's another thing traveling. <laughs> so it's just throw me in. I feel like I'm treading water right now. <laughs> But oh not. yeah, but this is lovely. I love being back with you girls. This is my highlight yeah, of my definitely. week and month. Welcome back. What about hey, you? Yeah. Well, for me, mine's kind of a little, a little bit opposite. Uh, I actually just quit my job. I put in my resignation letter and I'm really, I'm so excited. Um, you know, like what Tara was saying, especially with this topic that we have, it kind of goes into play for me. And I feel like a big part of it is, you know, having my own, my own business. Like I've always, ever since the military, I've always like worked for myself and, 
you know, going with this nine to five job was more of the ability to earn more on top of what I was bringing with my business to pay off debt. Because I will tell you, you know, living a life paycheck to paycheck for so long, it adds up and it sucks. And we were just at a point that we could pay it all off. So I pretty much, it was really scary because I honestly, I didn't want to go with this nine to five, but I knew that it could help my family in the long run. And so I kind of put my pride aside and my fears a little bit because of my MS and, you know, the people that I worked with, they were absolutely awesome. You know, I could telework anytime that I wanted to, but it just got to a point that I realized that life is so freaking short and my kids are only small for so long. And I kind of being a stay at home mom before, I feel like I kind of took it for granted for a little while. And when I had that taken away, it kind of motivated me even more to really hone in more on my business. And it just got to a point that I was like, time's up. And it, I can't tell you how, how good it feels. And of course, like the fear is always there. Like I've that realization for myself, which, you know, we'll go into a little bit more, but it's, I see it as it, it's normal to have, it, mm-hmm. it kind of makes me aware of my situation and it, it's taught me to get to know myself a lot more. So I'm excited for this adventure. Um, my husband's actually been gone for the past month and a half because of his job. So he's coming back today and I'm so dang excited. Oh, um, my boy. kids are excited. So it feels like this day was never going to come in since my husband and I have been together because, you know, we were both military. So making sacrifices, it's been like our whole entire life together because, you know, we want to have a future that we can have that time freedom together and seeing that unfold into reality. It's really surreal because when you're like in it, it doesn't feel like it, it doesn't feel like it's ever going to happen. But being consistent with it and just keep on going, it, it does pay off. So I know I'm super pumped. So a lot of it's things like are happening Christmas today for you. He's coming back. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. I didn't know he was coming back today. That's so great. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. It's what awesome, time? What time is he coming back? He will be here in like, like four hours. Oh my gosh. And mind you, he's coming from New Hampshire. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yesterday he drove over 1200 miles. Oh wait, he drives? Yeah. Because he has to have his patrol rig and he has his canine Nishka. So yeah, they had to. Yeah. Wow. So that is kind of what's been going on in the last two weeks. So my dad actually took Dylan. They drove up to Canada. Um, but I mean, that's not near as far. I mean, I'm North Carolina to Canada. You're New Hampshire to Idaho. Where, where are you again? Idaho? Wyoming and Utah. You're like, you're like the right border. on the border. Oh, border. Yeah. 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 Utah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's way farther, but um, yay. That's so exciting. Oh my God. Very exciting. Um, I forget that, well, everything I was going to say. I'm like, so excited for you. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's basically what's been in the last two weeks. Like, um, uh, my son got to go to Canada with my dad, which he's been looking forward to since he was a kid, but he was a kid, you know, now he's 14 and then COVID happened, all of that. They couldn't go to Canada for a while. So I think that it just all worked out perfectly. 
And awesome. But they fear wise, like speaking of fear, like I was, my dad's a little like, he does things that aren't legal. Let's just be real. Like, I mean, I can't admit on air what they did, but when I got back and they admitted to Dylan's little secret, I was like, oh. You, dad would have gone to, if you would have got caught, what do you mean? That's what you did. Like, oh my God, they did it on the way there and back. And I'm like, you're 14. <laughs> like bad. Like, so I was, I knew them going out there that there was going to be some sort of like, dad doesn't follow the rules. You know, he's 77. Like he doesn't care. Right. So, I mean, I definitely like, I didn't want to share that with Dylan, but like, I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep the night before they left. Oh my goodness. Well, I didn't yeah, see the day that they were leaving. I'm like, oh my God, what, what rule is he going to break? Like, I like, I just, he's going to be put in jail. I just know it. And then my child's going to go to like child protective services. Like, I don't like what the heck, what's going to happen. So, um, yes, that was very stressful and it sounds silly, but like, I wasn't sleeping. And when we don't sleep, we know that stress, like, you know, my legs started. So I was like, Phew. so I thank God I have like an Avenue here in my town, which I'm so blessed to have with that energy work. So I I just kind of, I just went to the, you know, went to the EES and just kind of chilled there for a couple of days last week, but, um, but they're back and, you know, nobody went to jail. So that's good. Um, and, praise God. Yeah. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would admit uh, to you guys, I'll admit to you guys via text, but I will not say it on air. Um, but yeah, that's really it in the last two weeks. That's kind of what's been going on. And all of a sudden it just got super disgusting hot. I forgot how much June really sucked. And we talked about that in our last episode, but June really blew for me. And so I was really excited to get into July, which is, I don't know, but then I remembered like how crappy the weather is. Like, it doesn't matter if you're in Iowa, it doesn't matter if you're in Virginia, like I'm thinking of all the places I used to live. Maybe Wisconsin's a little bit cooler right now. Um, Canada's nice 77. Um, but yeah. now like, I don't even want to go outside. I just, I forgot how, like it all of a sudden it's just like hits you. Yes. Like it, it's like nice. And you're like, yay tank top. And then, and then like the next day you're like, this is disgusting. I'm not going outside. Like, so I don't know. So I'm just kind of, and we've talked about the weather in the, in our past episodes and how it affects mm -hmm. the legs. And, and so it's just like, I don't know. July so far is not, um, Oh, it's not, you know, J June sucked and I just want July to be great. <laughs> I, just, I don't it's know. Be <laughs> well, at least I feel like in North Carolina, it's almost like your winter though, because it's like, you know, you maybe hibernate a little bit more in the summer and the July month and August, but then you, then you get like some amazing weather in the fall and the winter and the spring, True. you know? True. Yeah. We only have a couple months where it's just disgusting and there's bugs everywhere. And you're just like, ew, like, I mean, I have centipedes in my house, like every single morning. And I know this is yearly, but yeah, disgusting right now. So let's talk about fear. Let's talk about how to manage it. I think that, um, you know, when, when I think fear, I think, um, oh my gosh, like, people that are fearful, like that, they're just quitting, they're quitting. Um, and you know, um, what's the saying, um, fear F E A R, um, um, forget everything and run like that. That's the, mm -hmm. like, that's what I think when I think of fear, it's like, oh, you quitters yeah. like you have fear, but it's also like, no, that's not always the case. Like, like mm -hmm. fear is an emotion, right? Fear, fear is something you're going to feel throughout yeah your journey managing MS and just even if you're not managing MS like fear you know fear is something that that happens in life and what are you going to do with it um and so I think this topic is really um mm -hmm. I haven't talked about this 
Yeah, I think everyone, like you said, goes through it. And, you know, um, God mentions um, in the Bible 365 times the word fear. And I think he knew that we would not, it's not that we would never have fear, that it will be there, just how we handle that fear, how we walk through that fear, um, yeah. you know, and it's everyone is going to experience it and go through it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, I, I think I'd like for me recently, um, you know, it has been negative because fear when I'm fearing or, um, usually fear is connected to the emotion like that. I don't know about with you guys. Well, well, some people have anger with fear, but for me it's mm -hmm. sadness and sadness, like crushes my leg strength for some reason. Um, but for, as far as for me, like just managing fear, for, for some reason, like, I don't know if I'm just wired this way. I don't know, like, cause I don't work. I don't work at it. Like I literally just don't fear really. Um, like I, like, I just don't when, when it comes to life, I, I have very little fear. Like, um, uh, and again, I don't know if that's just me. Um, of course, like, you know, silly things like spiders or like, you know, I mean, you've got like yeah. silly things that like you fear, but overall, yeah. I really don't fear kind of where my life is going. I don't fear MS. Um, I don't, um, if I have an attack, um, that I think, okay, fine. The, I mm -hmm. think is scary that that's probably the scariest attack ever because, um, I, I would be lying if I didn't fear like, oh my gosh, am I going to get my sight back? Is mm -hmm. it ever going to come back? Well, that's the part where you said is the normal, like, of yep. course you're going to be fearful. Like the initial motion of fear is yep. going to rise when you're exhibiting, when something like that is confronting mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. And like, what do you guys do to like, kind of, I know for me, like I, um, I, uh, to, to kind of like stop that. Cause I'm like, Oh, stop it, Nikki. Like, cause it comes in my mind, but I'm able to kind of rid it really quickly. I mean, it comes back the next day, but I rid it very easily as well. Um, I, I just repeat like things out loud. Like I, I, I like, I kind of like repeat like sort of mantras, um, or I'll sing like Bible song, like Bible verse that like, you know, those songs that you, you were taught mm -hmm. as a kid in church, like those are kind of the things that I'll like sing, obviously not out loud. That's weird, but like I'll, if, if I'm like scared, I'll start repeating things like that. And then I'm like, and then it just kind of dissipates. It goes away. Like, what do you guys do for it? I think the biggest thing, like what you're talking about, it, it's not, I feel like when it comes to this topic with fear, it's not dismissing what you're feeling, what you're going through. Um, now I'm going to talk a little bit about myself and maybe this can resonate with so many of you. Um, I had a lot of fear and with this fear built a lot of what ifs. If I do this, what if this is going to happen? And when I will tell you when that happens, it's going to compound after another, after another, after another. And like I was telling uh, Nikki and Tara, the thoughts and opinions that you believe and think, that's what your actions are going to come from. Uh, you know, they are in intertwined together. And mm -hmm. I never believed that. I never wanted to believe that I mentally could make a shift. I never believed that was even possible. I will tell you, I thought it was a bunch of hocus pocus and not, I never allowed myself to even consider it. Okay. And it took me about seven years of 
repetitiveness of, you know, I was, I let others see that, you know, um, everything was dandy and everything was good, but in reality that it doesn't happen. Like I was not, I was very unhappy with who I was. I lost who I was. Um, and I always had this, well, you know, I have this fear of, I can't do this with my kids and -and so-and-so doesn't believe me that I have MS and, you know, I was letting others' opinions about stuff impact myself, impact the way that I thought, which compounded fear of, well, if I do this and they're not going to believe me and if I, if I have this good day and it just, it just compounded with, with it. So the one thing um, of tackling fear is the most scariest part I will tell you is getting to know yourself. I feel like that is the most vulnerable thing that you can do, especially living a life with MS. And I will tell you, MS can be a blessing. Like I look at my MS as a blessing. And why I say that is because it woke me up to things in life that I was taking for granted for so long. Now I was diagnosed when I was 20 years old. Like I was barely starting my life. And here I was very like vulnerable not vulnerable, like naive to life that, oh, nothing's going to happen to me. But when your health is impacted, like that's scary because that's an uncontrollable thing that you're like, holy crap, what do I do? Like, Mm -hmm. is there anything that I can do? But um, I'll let Tara go a little bit more into because I have like definitely a lot to say about this. But, you know, with fear, I just want you to start thinking about why, like, what are those things? And why, why are you allowing that? Because I will tell you that I never believed that I could do the things that I've had, that I've been able to do, especially, you know, let's see, what are we, July, two months ago that I went on an eight mile hike and I, I never allowed myself because I do have leg problems. I do have leg struggles and I do have lower, I have back problems because of my, uh, attack that I had in 2018, it, it never got better. Mm-hmm. And so I could have let that impact me. No, I can't do this. No, I can't do that. I'm aware of, you know, certain things that I do. I'm aware of the repercussions that come from it, but I learned such a seven years of, you know, feeling so unhappy with myself and the life that I was living that I don't want to go back to that place. Yes, I will feel pain. Yes, I will feel fear, but I don't have to let it dictate my actions anymore. Yeah. Or paralyze me. I want to um, touch on what you said. And I don't know if it's because you were diagnosed. I forgot how young you were when you were diagnosed. My God, that's like a baby. Um, yeah. Is I, think, that- I mean, I was only 23. No, it's 22. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was like 22 or 23. Mm-hmm. I was still oh in college. God. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So do you think that's why, cause you said that you, people didn't believe you. I've never heard anyone say that. And maybe it's because you were so young, but mm-hmm. they didn't believe you. Like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> so like, I, when, I don't understand that. So when I was diagnosed, cause I was still in the military and oh, like, that's my right. I remember being like they didn't believe me. Like they were like, Oh, you know, she's going to get better. Like they didn't know what MS was. Right. And so even though like I would tell them because I did, you know, see quite a few people from my last command at my new command. 
And they, it was pretty much a dismissive thing. So it was a way, like I had to prove, like I, I was diagnosed and it made me in return feel, uh, not seen that, you know, I lost my vision. Um, I deal with vertigo. Like I have horrific pain in my legs and it, it really opened my eyes to the reality of other people's opinions that I was impacting my life, but I didn't wake up to it until seven years later. So you do have to go through that kind, that kind of pain, I guess you could say, because you are going to wake up. Now, sometimes you might not, because why I say that is you're not allowing yourself seeing a different viewpoint. And it's pretty much what, I, what I'm trying to say is it's up to you. Like no one can do the hard things, the walking in your footsteps. Right. But at the same time, you can still do something. Um, you know, MS is, you know, it's a part of our life, but it, do, it doesn't have to dictate our life. And, and it doesn't have to paralyze me. you to yeah. maybe make, have you not move forward or do the thing, you know, um, do the things that, yeah, you want to do. I feel like when, you know, when we have bad days, this is where I see a lot, you know, being a part of, you know, a lot of MS community pages that I've seen. And honestly, like, I know, like, it's a place where you can vent and there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, you really have to set those boundaries of not letting those emotions from others impact what you're going through, even though that you probably are going through it or you've gone through it. But I feel like when we are having those bad days, we can make it escalate even bigger than, than, uh, than we realize that we're making it into. Um, one of those things could be, you know, not being able to keep up with your kids and it just eats at you and it like breaks your heart that you're not being able to, you know, play with your kids or whatnot. But, you know, for me, I had to realize, you know, I was comparing myself to all these other moms that they weren't living the life that I was living. And I had to discover and make up things that would work for me and my kids. Yeah. And I feel like we've talked about this before. Like, I really feel like our kids are being raised in a way of being very aware of, you know, other lives that other people have, have never seen, you know, like the behind the scenes, especially, you know, they see their mom, like, oh man, she's like having a rough day and they become very compassionate. Like, how can I help you? What can I do? Yeah. And I just feel like it really makes like really good people. (laughs) Yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. What about you, Tara? Yeah. So, um, you know, I was thinking about what you were saying, Bobby. I think that definitely, you, you know, like we said, everyone deals with some sort of fear in their lives and it, you know, at different, different seasons can be more, but I think with the diagnosis of MS, um, you know, like we were talking about, we, I was so young too. Um, it, it was, it brought about a lot of fear because you, your fear ultimately is all these different things in your head, playing out scenarios or, you know, what, what if situations, um, especially with the diagnosis of MS, I remember being fearful of what it could bring, um, you know, just early on in my, you know, and like I said, I was young and I mean, ultimately I think I let my mind, um, go to places of like envisioning that that was going to happen, you know, like my, what it, my, mm-hmm. what ifs were going to, we're going to take place. Like yeah. I was going to be in a wheelchair. I would envision that. And I had to grow in that. And I think ultimately, like I grew 
in my relationship with God, like ultimately like where I am. And now my what ifs are, um, I'll ultimately land on, but God, like, I feel like the only way I get through fear or my what ifs are like, just how I move from it, paralyzing me or it keeping me stagnant is God telling, like putting in my mind, like, but God, do you trust me with your life? Do you trust me with your fears? Um, I still have fears. I mean, I'm going through something right now, like taking a job after not working for 14 years. I've, I've, it's not that I don't ever think them. Like I thought, Oh, what, if, what if, what if, um, I start working and I have an attack and I can't recover from the attack or what, um, like, what if I, I can't think through what I'm learning? Like, I've not like mentally gone, like done as much like thinking as I have the past month, you know, all of a sudden I'm just thinking, you know, I've thought through some, you know, I've been fearful. I've, I'm thinking fearful things, but I feel like I'm quicker to able to stop those. Like, okay, like God, like go to God, like either I'm praying or I'm saying, but God, like that ultimately like, okay, what if that happens? Like I have God and he will take care of me. Like what, what if I, you know, end up having, you know, relapse or I end up, you know, something ends up happening. Um, I have to trust God ultimately. I mean, especially even raising kids, right. We all go through fear of raising kids. Like I have it. Um, well, you guys, Dylan is not yet driving. Colt just started driving has his permit. And I was driving the other day with him thinking, man, I think I like the season of teaching him how to ride a bike more than driving a car and all. So that could be fear. Like there's so many things in our lives that can bring about fear. Like I could let my mind go down a very, you know, not great path, but ultimately, um, I think it's just our mindset and what we do with those thoughts that can either change our actions and how we then respond to that fear. I mean, I'm not, I mean, obviously we're not people perfect. No one does. Cause that's why, like I said, I was saying to the girls earlier, God has in his Bible ways to deal with it. And he talks about it 365 times. What are we, how are we going to handle yeah. the fears that arise within us, within our soul, within our inner self? Like, what are we going to do in our lives with it? And I think yeah. Bobby, you spoke to that so eloquently, like just, you know, how you kind of, yeah, live that out. And I just think mine is just like trusting, ultimately trusting God and, um, mm-hmm. continuing to, yeah, I have an open hand with my life to, to him, um, knowing that I'm still going to have, fe- like, I have these fears or if not my job, my husband nuts. Cause I will talk to him incessantly. <laughs> and he'll be like, oh, Stop, yeah, no, I think that what you said, um, our ability to be able to stop that thought, because we know that the power of our thoughts is everything is so if you feed that fear and that thought it will just use that example of um a wheelchair well i know early on my my coping mechanism was i ignored i ignored it because i didn't really have many symptoms right so like anytime somebody would say I hated MS. Remember, I think Tara, you mm-hmm. knew this, that I made up a word for, I, I wouldn't even say multiple sclerosis. I wouldn't even say <laughs> MS. I called yeah. it the black banana. I, I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want you to talk about it. I didn't want to know I was not part of any groups. I was yeah. not part of any, like I literally, like that was my, that was Cross my out. way. Yeah. That was my way of, I had no fear because I ignored it. Right. Until, until it started happening until I started learning like, Oh shit. Like I better be careful. This, I, yeah. You, you can, well, you can the one, in those thoughts. Like, yeah. Well, and the one thing that you touched on too was like the whole wheelchair and 
you know, I definitely want to say this because, you know, I see it a lot in, because I'm in still part, like a few like community pages, because one thing that I really like reading it because it gives me a lot of things that, you know, come on here and talk about. Um, uh, when it comes to doctors, um, you know, it wasn't until probably about four years ago, I pretty much hit my rock bottom uh, with doctors um, because I never went to the doctor. Okay. So when I was diagnosed at 20, I was like, holy crap, like I'm going to all these specialists and, you know, they're telling me all these things. They're telling me if I don't do this and I'm going to be stuck in a wheelchair that I'm going to be bad mom. Yes. Doctors have told me that. And so at such a young age and you look at doctors, like while they're at this, like this high authority area that they went to school and they did all these things. Like I need to be listening to them, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that I could have my own thoughts about my own health. And that took a long time. It took a long time to build courage within myself to actually ask questions to my doctor. And even though it made them uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, I realized that it was okay. It was okay to do that. And, you know, you might be at that point in your life of, you know, I just listened to my doctor. Um, well, if I take this, like, let me get my doctor approved by it and all these things. But, you know, now looking at things from a different perspective, looking at like our society, um, you know, people don't really think about the things that their food, the, thing, their, the foods that they're eating, uh, beverages that they're drinking, um, because it, it's, it's out there. You've always been able to do it, you know going to fast foods, drinking pop, energy drinks, all these things. And you don't think twice about it, Mm -hmm. but people think twice about, you know, vitamins, um, you know, nutritional shakes to, you know, all these other aspects of food groups. Um, there's like this fear around it. And so I will tell you when coming to like doctors is making your own opinion about something, be get to know, you know, about your chronic illness, get to know about your chronic illness, because each of ours is so unique and so different. Right. Right. And that's the one thing that's so hard because when you go to a doctor, like I remember this is, I've had nine neurologists. Okay. And I remember three of them, like, I remember exactly where I was sitting, how our conversation was. And I was telling them how every time when winter would come, like, my sentence would just get so much worse. And they looked at me and said, well, that doesn't make sense. Like, I don't understand how that's happening because it's in the summer. Well, it wasn't until I found my naturopathic doctor where I started learning more about the body itself. And he was talking about, you know, he's like, Bobby, you have to realize in wintertime, what's the temperature of your house? I'm like, well, it's a lot warmer. And he's like, okay, what's the temperature outside? Well, it's a lot colder. And he's like, so you're going from an extreme cold to extreme warm. Of course, you're going to notice like your symptoms exacerbating. And he's like, you know, we have this, um, I can't remember what he called it, but we can tell like the temperatures outside as, you know, seasons are changing. And he's like, you know, everybody's MS is different. And what you're going through that's what you're dealing with your MS. And he's like, you know, some doctors, neurologists, he's like, there's nothing bad to say about them. 
He's like, it's just how we are taught in medical school. We don't get the big scope of everything. And so that opened my eyes a lot. And that's when I started diving deep more into things. I feel like you were validated. And, but knowing that if a doctor doesn't validate your, like you were saying some of the other neurologists didn't, and they were like, kind of looking at you like, no, you're crazy. We have all had doctors like, no, this is, you know, like, no, like that can be a part of it. Like, no, don't allow that to bring fear upon yourself. Like believe in what your body is telling you what you're going through and believe Mm -hmm. in, you know, what you're feeling. Yeah. And I want to address, um, just going back when we're talking, we're using the example of a wheelchair. So if there's listeners out there that are like, well, shit, I'm in a wheelchair. Like that's real nice girls that, that, okay. So we, if we ever reach that point, which again, you never know, right? Like you you don't get to choose who, who is immediately diagnosed and Um, is one thing you can be primary progressive like that, that uh, we know that that was not obviously your choice. Otherwise you would have been real relaxing, remitting. Um, and so, you know, if we are ever in that situation, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have, this is how I'm going to manage. And so maybe this will give you some, I don't know. So I I, like, I think like, I don't fear that anymore because if it happens like, okay, I'm going to have a plan. Like my plan is I'm going to have like a really cool, like I'm going to make it cool. Right. Like I'm going to, you know what, there's like a, there's a, um, wheelchair slash, um, it's not a wheelchair, but it's almost like a walker slash bicycle that I, oh yeah on yes. our page so my friend Giselle uses that and actually um uh she's in in the oh man she's so south Texas like talk about dealing with heat like I wish she didn't live there but she does she's in Houston but um anyway so she uses that and she loves it so finding things like that um yeah. that's kind of where my mindset would be if I ever get to the point where it's like oh crap like it's mm-hmm. progressed to the point where I guess I do need I need this more yeah I mean there's there's other things out there that like this bike that you could look into and um make you feel empowered again um or even going back to our um to our uh old podcast last year when um when David Lyons talked about how he's helping um rehabilitate people using walkers and using wheelchairs um and they're able to walk again so you know there's definitely things out there so I don't want you to feel like you're on um, uh, that, that were kind of down, downplaying, not downplaying. What am I trying no, to say? And I, yeah. Not downplaying. It's, it's like you were saying, whatever, where you're at in your life with MS, like, don't, don't feel like, you know, oh shit. Like I ha- I have it so much worse or along yeah. those lines, because yeah. you never know what MS is going to do. And I'm yeah. like the same way, like, you know, I've had, you know, a lot of prepper, you know, mentally preparation because I deal with struggles with my legs. Mm-hmm. And I know at this point in my life, I'm very stubborn. I have, I guess this pride within myself. And I really go back to the way that I was raised in the military, which really signified behind it even more, yeah. um, is basically I kind of refuse to use it. And I'll, I'll admit it. I refuse to use a walker, a wheelchair, a cane. a cane, even though that I probably need to. Sometimes, but yeah. That is, do you think, I mean, this is across, even people as we age, I was just around my aunt and she is, eight, you know, she's 78, but she but she does not want to use her walker. Like yeah. does not want to use it, probably needs it. 
does not want to use it. So it's not, it's just, I think a, it's like an independence, like, yeah. I don't know. People are going to resist. I feel like it's naturally, in, our natural inclination to resist yeah. it. I, I totally believe that. And I feel like I know that point in my life, more than likely will come. I know that. But at this point in my life, I'm saying that like, out loud. No, don't no, no, go no. back to your thoughts. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, if it, it, could. If it ever did, if it ever did happen, like go. that would be that point in my life. I know that's going to be very hard for me. It, it, I know that. Yeah. And I, I don't know how I'm going to do. I don't, but I know that I will overcome it. Like I can't. I guess in a way what I'm trying to say is me personally, I just can't put my place there because that's not the life that I'm living. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, because like we were, that fear, well, it, it opens the door to it. So subconsciously in my mind, I'm like, I'm aware of that, but I'm not going to let that take space into my mind at this point in my life, because my life that I'm living right now I can do these things. And so I guess as a life goes on and you're, you know, experiencing different things as it comes, like to become aware of it. I feel like that's the big, the biggest thing, the starting point, I guess, of it all is to become aware. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Big takeaway. Yeah. Just knowing yourself, becoming aware of what you're going through and what your thoughts are and yeah, how and you're managing going with it. And going back to how we started, just allowing yourself to feel it. And then yeah. what are you going to do with it? Are you going to simmer in it? Are you going to let it like, you know, That's, take over mm-hmm. who you mm-hmm. are and what you're about in your day? Um, or are you going to let that come? You're, you're fearful about something and then just say, you know what? it's going to be okay. Or, you know, if you, if, if you're a believer, like that's, that's just, I mean, that's kind of what was ingrained in us as children in church. I mean, it's, you know, God's got this. And so, um, I think, yeah, just coming back to that realization that fear is not something that you need to avoid. Fear fear is something Mm -hmm. you need to manage. You need to know. Yeah. I feel like we gave you some ideas in this. Um, hopefully we weren't just like, (laughs) I feel like when I come together, we just blabber. It's like, oh no, I hope we gave them ideas. <laughs> well, yeah. I think the biggest thing is like looking at where you're at and the things that you want to do and, you know, feeling those emotions come in because mm-hmm. like what Nikki was saying, like fear is an emotion. Like it's every day we walk with fear. Like we can let fear lead us or we can walk with it. Mm-hmm. And it takes, it takes a lot of practice, a lot of subconscious awareness, um, to really start understanding who you are, what you want, the things that you do struggle with, the things that you want to overcome, because I will tell you, none of us knew exactly, like exactly what to do. It's a lot of trial and error. Right. And it's okay to fall down, but at the same time, it's okay to stand back up and try again. And I feel like sometimes we get to that point of feeling defeated and we just stop. And I've done that so many times um, in my life. And I will tell you, it's okay. We learn from those times. times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can get right back at it. 
we're going to put this time. I think it would be really good to put some um, motivating um, podcasts, maybe people that we follow. I mean, I, I know that I have um, uh, two like off the top of my head that I can share um, that maybe people don't know who these people are. If you guys want to do that as well, I know that I use that a lot in kind of... Um, yeah. I feel like if if you if you're going to manage your fear, you need the tools. And if you don't have yes. the tools, some of these people can can help you yeah. through um, this. So good idea, Nikki. That. It's a good idea. I so, like that. Awesome. So we'll do that. So um, well, thank you for joining us today. We hope that we that we've uh, given you some. Um, so I hope at least yeah. uh, in what you're managing, you're not alone. Um, and um, we hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Enjoy. Bye. Guys. All right. Bye.